Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. It's Mike and Joel here to uh, serve up some Growing in Grace. I'm Joel. That guy over there is Mike, Mike Kapler. They call him the Cap. They call me the Breeze or the Breeze Man, and I don't care. Just just don't call me an unbeliever <laughs> <laughs> because I believe it's no, I believe. Oh, sorry. I just had to get that out of my system, and then we're, we're I'm back to normal. You unbeliever. <laughs> But I mean, also, don't it, call me late for supper because I love even my if supper. the if the monkeys saying that you know, if the monkeys <laughs> saying I'm an unbeliever, it just it has no ring to it. It just loses its rhythm. Then I saw it his just, face. Yeah, it doesn't work. Not for anybody. I know that someone out there has probably Christianized that song too. Then I saw his face. Now I'm a believer. Oh, somebody did do this. Did they? I'm trying to think of who it was from our old radio days. Was I, it somebody like Audio Adrenaline or something? Wasn't it, uh, it Mark Farner who redid the uh, the Grand Funk Railroad tune? That I don't know. I might have to look that, that up later, but somebody did Some do kind that. of wonderful. Yeah, some kind of wonderful. Sure, yeah, Mark Farner. Last week we were talking about the Great Commission, and so we're kind of going to spin off of that here a little bit. And there's a, there's a word out there that gets used a lot, Joel, and I, I did some searching on it and found out it's really just become kind of a religious word, and it's the word witnessing. And I've used it for years. <laughs> Me too. And... Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to try to stop using that word. I don't think I've been using it much anyway, but I just think that it's it's something that's been totally taken out of context here because Jesus did say to his 11 disciples when he commissioned them to go wait in Jerusalem and then take the good news to all nations, he told them that you, you were going to be my witnesses. In fact, when they were in Jerusalem, they were missing a disciple, right, because of Judas. And so they they were looking for another one who had been with Jesus. So they were looking for a real witness, an eyewitness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's it. A real witness. Okay, so when we talk about witnessing today, that's not really what it is. And I, I can sort of witness to you what has taken place in my life, and I know that's how we use it. But just looking up the word witness and witnesses in the New Testament scriptures, and you can look this up for yourself. I'm not going to pull out a whole bunch of scriptures here, probably none, in fact. But just take a look through and you will see where anything to do with witnesses has virtually nothing to do with us as Christians or believers going out and witnessing the gospel to people as if we were somehow there with Jesus at the time. You know, I mean, when we think about going to a court, if somebody's looking for a witness, um, they're looking for somebody who, who really had some, some firsthand experience in, in whatever they were looking for. And, and we don't have that. The disciples did, you know, when they were with Jesus, the man on the earth. But we don't have that. So this thing called witnessing, religion kind of got a hold of that one, too. And it's like uh, you had said last week, we want to emphasize that it's not. We're not saying don't share your faith with somebody else or, or don't share the gospel uh, because we want people to believe the gospel. It's something that's built in us. We have that natural desire uh, because we know it's good news. We want people to believe the gospel and to know eternal life. Uh, we want that for people. But we're, what we're uh, saying, of course, is that that word, witnessing, 
as Cab said, if you look in all the scriptures, the word witnesses or witnessing or anything like that, you'll, you'll either not find the word or, or you'll find it used in a different context, like you say, yeah. as in a as in an eyewitness type of thing. And so, you know, if Christ has done some wonderful things in your life, share that with people. Let people know what Christ has done in your life. But don't feel guilty if you are not led, if, if your part in the body of Christ is not a big evangelist type person, because not everybody is called to go out evangelizing people in, in this big, huge way. Yes, indeed, you, can, you get to share the gospel with people as the opportunities arise to share the gospel with people, and you just simply love people as you go about your daily life. Just love people. There's um, nothing better than just loving people. You know, this whole witnessing thing, like you say, Cap, has kind of gotten out of hand, and, and, and really, we've made it to mean what it what it shouldn't. Well, yeah, and that's just it. I mean, it's we've just taken this this phrase, you are my witnesses. He was talking to the 11 disciples. You, you've seen and heard what has been going on here, and I just got done explaining to you the entire law of Moses, the Psalms, and the prophets, and how I just fulfilled them. You're my witnesses. Now, go in Jerusalem and wait. So when somebody's preaching and they say, can, can I get a witness? Uh, you can just tell them no. Uh, <laughs> Not going to do it. <laughs> but Joel is right. We can still share the good news with people and let them know the finished work of Christ brought forgiveness to all of mankind and has given each and every one of us the opportunity to believe and to experience new life as a brand new creation in Christ and allow this, this life of his to not only become a part of us, but to flow through us and, and allow us to experience his life. And by us experiencing his life, we can share that with other people. And, you know, there are some people out there who are still trying to figure out how to believe. And we've even turned that into some sort of a special science. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've come up with a, our methodology and everything, you know. And, and Joel, I, I've seen, and I know the intentions are good, so I'm not trying to sound real critical here because I, I know the intentions, for the most part, are pretty good. It's just that it, it's, 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 it's also hurt a lot of people. And we, we come up with these uh, I'm in sales, and so anybody who's ever done sales before, you, you know, there are methods and things that you can do and come up with to try to convince people to jump on board with your product or service. And you can even be real sincere and, and honest while doing that. It's just that I think sometimes we've come up with a methodology and, and, and scripts and, I, I don't know, I call them marketing plans. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when I was a young guy, and Joel, I'm, I was a young guy who, who really did like to share my faith with others. And I liked leading people into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I looked for opportunities to do that. And I still like it today. So you, you can see where, where my heart is coming from here, I hope. But I was taught the Romans Road. Can I see a show of hands? How many were taught the Romans Road? Okay. Can I get a witness? Yeah. And I, yeah. <laughs> Up in here. And so I, I'm not here to necessarily just criticize that because, I mean, I was able to use it fairly effectively. It's just that I don't use it anymore because I've come into a greater understanding of what the gospel is. And some of that I thought was a little misleading because we, I think some of the verses – as with any Bible verse at any given time, if you take it out of context, it can be a little misleading. And so I, I just felt that way. And I, so I have different ways of sharing what I know now with people. I'm not here to be critical about how people are sharing their faith. I'm just pointing out an example that applied to me. 
Uh, all that to say, I, I think the churches have come up with uh, different things, too, sometimes, to recruit Christians. How can we get more people? And then we turn them into cookie-cutter Christians. You know what that is? That's where it, it's as if we're cloning believers. You know, we've got to make them like us. So uh, everybody's got to raise their hands when we're in the worship service. Or in some churches, nobody raises their hands in the worship service because just, <laughs> that's just too open. But we're trying to make people out to be something sometimes that they don't want to be. And they don't necessarily have to be that way because I think God has created each and every one of us in a very unique way. We have our own very special spiritual and emotional DNA. And God loves you that way. And, and, and sometimes we're trying to make people out to be something that they shouldn't be or that they're not. Yeah, that's right. I think that whole marketing scheme, you know, serves that up. I mean, basically, you're out there trying to get people to come in and you're marketing to other people. You're selling Jesus to other people so that they can come in and then go and sell Jesus to other people. And then they can come in and keep on selling people. And they do become cookie cutter type of Christians. And that's a good phrase there, cookie cutter Christians, because I think that a lot of the people who teach and preach tend to think that because they're the ones who are seen more than the others that other people need to be like them they're the ones that teach and preach and so they're the ones that are teaching people or preaching about what life is like in christ and so they try to get other people to be like them thinking that everybody needs to be a teacher and a preacher and then if you're not out there sharing the word if you're not out there doing the things that i'm doing then there's something wrong with you but you are so right cap that the body of Christ is so diverse. There are teachers and preachers in the body of Christ, but there are so, so, so many other different body parts. Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12 you know, refers to it as a body, the body of Christ, and they say that all of the parts are so different. There's no way that we can make ourselves line up to be like somebody else because an eye isn't a finger. A tooth isn't a big toe, and they're not meant to do the same things. But when you get all of the body parts all working together, each individual part doing what it is meant to do, then you have the body. And so if people are out there pressuring you to serve in certain ways or to do certain things, or maybe you're trying to pressure people and maybe you don't even think of it as pressure, but you're trying to get other people to be a certain way within the body let it go. We need to let it go. We need to let other people be who God has created them to be, because he's put people in the body exactly as he wants them. And the body operates more efficiently when everyone's doing what they're called to do. Yeah, Christianity is really not to, meant to be a franchise. You know, the, the franchising concept, for those who are familiar with it, and you might think of something like McDonald's, for example, perhaps one of the, the earliest and most famous franchises. They came up with a, a plan so that everybody was trained the same way, taught the same way, to do the same thing, so that, you know, whenever somebody went to a McDonald's, they knew they were always going to get the exact same service, the exact same product, and so on. They were following a, a business model, and unfortunately, sometimes we carry that over into the church world, too, instead of letting people be individuals and let them find their own gifts and their own contributions. I don't care if it's just making coffee, or maybe you have the special gift of prayer, or you might just have somebody, you might be somebody who has the gift of giving because you have the resources to be able to send others out. There's everybody that's got their own part. 
But we, we need to stop selling Jesus or trying to come up with ways to try to sell him because that, that adds a whole new meaning to the, to the phrase, the Great Commission, you know, for, for you salespeople out there who are <laughs> a making a commission, yes. And sometimes people think they're going to get, you know, some sort of extra reward, another notch in their Bible whenever they, they lead someone to Christ, you know. And, and it just becomes a, more of a legalistic thing instead of something that's just joyous and natural for us. You know, Paul says, are all evangelists, are all this, that, and everything else, do all perform miracles? No. Everybody does something different in the body, and it's great when people are able to perform miracles because it's for the good of other people. It's great when people are able to give. It's great when people are able to prophesy or to exhort or to teach or to serve coffee. All of those things are great because it means that each person is doing their part in the body of Christ, and it's for the good of everybody as a whole. That's really what it's about. But if we're all doing the same things, the body doesn't work that way. So we're just trying to help people to be freed up to be who they are really meant to be within the body of Christ. Well, coming up next week on Growing in Grace, we're going to talk about eternal life. Now, eternal life, does that simply mean that you're going to live forever? Well, (laughs) I'm sure that there's that aspect to it, but there's so much more. Eternal life is now. It's right here and right now. We'll talk about that next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.